no, I'm shouting this out. Oh, no, no, no I'm posting my, my story. Oh, <laughs> What's up, y'all? How's it going? What is going on, guys? We are back with another video. I know y'all going to love this one. I know, I know y'all going to love this one. We got a lot. My name is Chad, a.k.a. Coolie Soul, a.k.a. Performer of the Year, aka Artist of the Year, aka Author. No, sorry, no, sorry. Let me start hyping myself up. Let me start hey, hyping up. Yeah, Author hey, yo, of the yo, Year. Yo, yo, yo. My boy Josh. Yo, y'all know my boy Josh. Yo, y'all know my yo, boy Josh. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Jay Mars in the building. Shout out to uh, Ruslan once again. He stayed on all <laughs> way for this video. Ruslan's still on right now, bro. Yo, yo, yo number one fan out this job. Number one fan out here. That's crazy. Oh, I, I um I also also just want to make a, just a quick announcement. Grace has had a very busy week this week, so she won't be with us, but um she'll be back uh, very soon. So just prayers up for Grace. Um, you know, shout out my boy Elijah, man. My boy, there we my are boy here. Big Crouch, bro. Marriage <laughs> career's number one fan. Come hey, on. Hey yo, do rag do rag E, do rag P. We basically <laughs> the same, bro. Come on now. <laughs> oh snap, yo. yo how, shout how, out to how the fact that, that I'm the only, shout out to the to the fact that I'm the only one without a do rag on. Oh, yeah. Josh, you gotta lock that moisture in, bro. You got, you can't let it escape, bro. You're right, you're right. You lock that moisture in, bro. Yo, right. honestly, man, yo, how was y'all weekends? Bro. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, good, bro. We, we chilling, we vibing. Uh, I finished up my first week of uh, school. I'm, uh, I'm in my last semester of grad school, so I'm, mm. uh, I'm riding, riding out here. Um, I had my church uh, annual business meeting today. Uh, so I got a lot of the business negotiations going on. So, okay. so yeah, we, we out here we driving. Yo, you, you, I want to hear the last time I went to church. This is why we call it Sinners Only Podcast. <laughs> December 19, 2021. Yo, uh, it's been crazy, bro. Like I got sick, right? I got sick right before Christmas, right? Then my uh, wife got sick the last week of December with COVID, right? She ooh. got COVID. And then, and then the last two weeks, it's just been it's just been so much, bro. Like we we're gonna be back next week. We're not breaking the fourth commandment anymore, bro. Like, yes, sir, <laughs> yes, sir. Bro. We're gonna be back. We're gonna be back. Your lies, man. If, I don't know if you guys uh if you guys are big Harry Potter fans, but for anyone like that's even listening or that listening, nah, I'll mess with that witchcraft, bro. You bugged, bro. bro. <laughs> you know, that's why it's sinners only, bro. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> But yo, we went to that this weekend, me, my wife, Ashley, and you no, know, that John was actually pretty fun. Like, you know, like, and if you ever seen the movies, like they have this thing called Butterbeer. And right. like, and you want to drink it in the, in the movie because it's like, oh, this actually seems kind of good. We went to it in, here in uh, NYC and bro, that Butterbeer is so, it's great, bro. It's bro, great. I had the Butterbeer when I went to um Universal out in Orlando. They had they oh, had yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It, it, was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the sixth movie, so I'm catching up. Ooh. I've never really watched. I've never watched it completely. I, I just period. I've never watched it. So, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to to watch the last three. Word, yeah. word. All yeah. not nah, all jokes aside, bro. I really do have some conviction against okay, uh, watching it. <laughs> so, right. so I'm That's still. Fair. I'm not condemning y'all for That's watching. Yo, y'all, yo, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. It's all good. You know, y'all yeah. enjoy it. Definitely, definitely. But but tap me in on some Marvel, bro. I'm in there, bro. It's basically the same, like good versus evil <laughs> hey, premise. We got, yeah, we got yeah. Loki, we got Wanda, all magic people. So I mean, 
here. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right, bro. She a witch, right? She's a witch, right? Wanda? They literally called her the Scarlet Witch. The yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarlet, so yeah. that's why I haven't watched WandaVision yet. So. Hey, yo, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap, yo. You know, this weekend for me, though, this weekend's been... It was chill. It was, it was my dad's birthday and one my boy mm-hmm. Henry's birthday. So shout out that's to Henry cool. if you're listening. Um, so weekend. yesterday... You know, I went and helped one of my boys moved, um, you know, after, you know, I, you know, I hung out with my dad. Even on Friday, I hung out with my dad for his birthday with all the family. And then yesterday, you know, I got together with my immediate family. Uh, you know, we hung out. Um, then my boy Henry had his birthday last night. So we went out for his birthday. And, I, bro, I was exhausted, man. I got up at, like, 11 o'clock, bro. That's that that's why I wasn't at church, bro. That's why I wasn't at church, bro. Bro, this is yeah. why it's sinners only, bro. This is why it's sinners only, bro. <laughs> Lord, 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 forgive me. I'm going to be back next week, though. I'm going to be back. Lord, I got to come yeah. back, you know. I'm going to be back. You that's know, good. I fell, but I got to stand up. You know, I'm a sinner, but I'm saved by grace. You know? That's saved right. Let's go. Let's go. But, yeah, shout man, up. Josh, bro. Wait, what? Yeah. I was going to say shout out to my boy Henry, 30th birthday, my man. Getting Word. my boy my boy just turned 30 bro that's crazy bro that's creeping up on me soon bro five more years no, that's, that's five more years that's five more years no no five and a half more years it's not even my birthday yeah. bro. I'm still I got like six and a half years so we Gucci <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so like yeah man Josh yo we, I'm gonna let you take it over like let, let the people yeah. know what we talking about today absolutely so it's been a big week uh it's been a really big week in the Christian news circle um so f- for those of y'all who have heard of this story this is probably going to be the billionth time you heard it because it's been all around the news. It's been all around circling around social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, literally everywhere. For those of y'all who haven't heard the story yet, y'all are in for a treat because this is a big one. Um, so Pastor Mike Todd, pastor of Transformation Church over in, is it Tulsa, Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oklahoma. So he's a really big pastor, really big uh, quote-unquote celebrity pastor. You know, he's really big, really famous. His whole church really has a whole brand for itself. Um, and so basically what happened is that uh, Mike Todd, he's known for having these big sort of sermon illustrations to highlight a certain point that he's making. Theatrical ones. Yes, really theatrical, like really out there. There was one time where he was making a point in one of his sermons. I'll be honest, I haven't heard this one, uh, but I did see the clip where he was, basically he decked out his whole entire uh, stage and he made it seem like it was raining. He was on the boat. Um, And so this man is really known for his theatrics with his sermon illustration and really being out there to really highlight a certain point that he's making. Now, disclaimer as, though, bro, I really loved, I really loved that sermon. That was actually, that was, really, yeah, and, that was and actually I, a really good sermon. <laughs> and, I, and I think that there's, there's definitely some, some pros to these types of sermon illustrations. I think sermon illustrations are, are useful to really highlight and uh, detail certain points that are being made in the sermon. Um, but last week there was a really controversial one. What had happened was that Mike Todd brought up his brother. So the whole sermon was basically on, on having a clarity of vision when it comes to, to your life. Uh, when it comes to to making plans for for your upcoming year, for your whole entire life, it's having a vision come directly from God and having it be clear. Sometimes it can get foggy. Sometimes you need uh, God to help you get it cleansed and get it cleared up. And so what happened was he brought up his brother on stage and he used the verse in Mark chapter 8 where Jesus basically um, takes some dirt, spits in his hand, and then makes the blind man have vision. And so what he was highlighting that uh, with the sermon is that he was saying sometimes you just need to get clear. So he spit in his hand once, explained his point a little bit, spit on his other hand, and then he, he rubbed his hand, 
And then he started rubbing the spit all over his brother's eyes. That's nasty. That, and that, that's was nasty. The, that was the bro. So you could hear the audience being like, "Ugh." Should we, should, should we just show the clip just so like? I think bro, we should show the, the clip. clip. But I'm gonna close my eyes. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my goodness! Y- y'all are y'all are in for a treat. Bro, I don't call that a treat, though. That's nasty. <laughs> I bet. Here we go. Mike Todd sermon. Uh, dang. So that the level of submission and humility that was about to be, he wasn't going to not spit on him, but he just didn't do it in front of everybody because he didn't want their reputation or his reputation to be tarnished by what he had to go through to receive the miracle. Jesus said, you good, brother? <sighs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Bro, bro, stop this real quick, bro. Yo, I'm, yo, I'm. Oh my god, if I'm, if I'm the dude, bro, if I'm hearing him put up snot, bro, to be able to spit oh, on this, this bro, this, immediately, dog. Oh my god, this man was getting ready and everything. He was shaking his head. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Now watch. And again, again. <laughs> He can't see, mm. but he can hear. You mm. <laughs> can't hear, that's right. We all hear, bro. We all and hear. this is the moment where many of us are in, is that God is doing something and we hear him changing. We hear him even in your prayer. And in this time, he's changing something and you don't see it clearly yet, but you hear... <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, again, bro, three oh, times. No. Oh, no. And this is where most people would not face Jesus anymore. Yeah. What most people would do is turn away. <coughs> oh, yeah. Yo, how many times you got to do that, bro? And he has the sound effect. What what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, is just as he's physically standing here, knowing what's coming. God's saying, "Can you physically and spiritually and emotionally be able to stand Mm. when getting the vision or receiving it?" Might get nasty. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. Nasty. I'm gonna say it in a Very point nasty. just like that. Mm-hmm. Receiving vision from God might get nasty. Bro, he, yo, <laughs> he, he 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 took notes. He took notes. Uh, he, he knew bro, exactly. This what was preconceived, bro. This was preconceived. Oh, he thought about this, bro. Bro, I can't. <laughs> oh man, you mean, hold on. God, I just bought in crazy faith. I just bought my dream car. Bro, why he bringing up this and again, now you're gonna bro? Ask me to sell it back and ride in the hoop day again? Yeah, because the vision I'm about to give you. Mm. Oh no! It might get nasty. Oh no! Oh! <laughs> Yo, lies. Why you got to make me watch this again, bro? All right, we done. That's we done. it. We done. Oh. So, as we mentioned, this was obviously premeditated. The man knew what he was doing. A uh, big question that people had throughout the week is like, 
yo, like, does this man have, like, a group of elders or someone that he passes this information through? And so it, it's a lot to take in. So, like, Elijah, let, let me get your thoughts. Like, what are your general impressions of this? Yo, when I first when I first heard of this, bro, I was, like, is he serious? Like, is this, is this really happening right now? Bro, I was trying so hard not to be in my cage stage Calvinist type John, bro. And I'm like, bro, I'm ready. Bro, I'm about to write a whole Instagram article on this guy, bro. Because that was some nasty stuff, dog. Right. Bro, I was just thinking, like, do you have no do you have no people around you that are telling you that this is disgusting? Bro, mm-hmm. and I think immediately my mind went to like, are you like obviously I don't think he's trying to intentionally portray himself to be like Jesus. We're like, right. you don't need to do that, bro. And I think um, uh, I was I was disgusted, bro. I, I was like, I, I can't, bro. I, I was telling my wife, bro, like, if that was ever happened to me, I don't care if you're my brother or not, bro. We got to throw hands. And Yo, that's why I said it's only, bro. To just we got to throw hands, bro. We just got to. There's no other explanation. Even if you have my consent, we got to fight, bro. <laughs> yeah. We got to fight, bro. Bro, if you watch the rest of... Yo, that John slipped into his mouth, dog. I was like, ugh. I was like, ugh. <laughs> oh, my so, so bad, nasty. Like, Elijah, like, I, I get you totally, totally out there, totally nasty. Chad, let us know your thoughts. Bro, yeah. you know what my thoughts on this is, bro? It's like... It, it, it it's similar to like a lot of these televangelist people. Um, we're not saying I have anything against that, right? I love Mike Todd, right? I listen to Mike Todd really frequently. I'm gonna just put that out there, disclaimer. Um, but it it, it ends up being so much about the person that I feel like they they get elevated to like lead elder. And I think this is why churches are structured with elder groups, right? Like a group of elders that can lead the church because it's kind of, it's kind of like, well, everybody else who's around him, are they going to keep him accountable? Like, like that's what we have to start asking ourselves. Like, is anybody keeping him accountable? Is everybody too scared to, 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 to maybe go against him? Um, like one of my friends told me with like, like Stephen Furtick, right? Like, um, Actually, you know, let me let me not even get off topic with anybody else, but let me just stick on to, on this, bro. Like, um, yeah. but nah, it, it's it's it it really comes up to be like like is anybody else actually keeping him accountable? Because he said he said he has other elders, but uh, bro, you, as you've seen in the reaction from Christendom, right? We are not pastors. We are not elders. We're just average Christian believers. A lot, the highest person with a degree here in any sort of thing is Elijah. Elijah has a, a religion <laughs> degree, right? A, a, a BA in religion, right? Like, bro, we're not, but no, nobody special here. But yet, we can see that this is wrong. This is this is this is definitely, and yeah. it's not like I know a lot of things. People stretch for Michael Todd, right? They stretch because they take clips of him and and they twist it and and this and that, but. A lot of those times they are doing that, right? Like because he's hyper, because he has the energy, um, because he's very enthusiastic, they do that to him, right? Um, like the thing with the boat and and other things he said in the past, and they take a lot of what he says out of context. But this, there's no context you could put this in for it to be right. Um, And you know, he did issue an apology. Um, and and as Christians, I do believe that we're not called to, and I'm not just saying this because I have a bias towards Michael Todd, it could have been anybody else, right? It could have been anybody else. We do have to fall back for a second and just look at it and be like, 
all right, he made a mistake, but when do I not make a mistake? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I make mistakes all the time. So it's like, um, right. you just got to have that grace for him and, you know, move on from it. You know, just hopefully yeah. we can pray for him and see he might get somebody to keep him accountable. Or maybe this is the time where his, his elder board will step up and keep him accountable for things. And, you know, let's pray that this brother learns from this, right? Not mm-hmm. not scrutinize him because I've seen so many people saying oh, a lot of stuff about him this week. And I'm like, bro, this is at the end of the day, this is still my brother in Christ. You yeah. know, this is yeah. a fellow image bearer of Christ, you know? Mm. Now, Chad, you mentioned he uh, he had an apology video. Elijah, uh, I believe you have that pulled up. But we want to show y'all his apology video that he put out probably the next day. I believe it was on Monday. Yeah. So you can go ahead and put that up. Put that up right there. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing Monday. I just want to acknowledge uh, what happened yesterday when the spit hit the fan. I watched it back, and um, it was disgusting. <laughs> like, that was gross. I want to validate everybody's feelings. Um, that that was a distraction to what I was really trying to do. I was really trying to make the word come alive and for people to see the story. But yesterday it got too live and I own that. And um, I just want to make sure people know that we want to help people. We want people to see Jesus. We want people to feel loved. We want people who are desperate to be able to find hope. And I'm passionate about that so much so that I try to do extreme things to help people get it. And yesterday it crossed the line. So um, I love you guys. I appreciate everybody that's been praying for us and sending us messages. And to anybody who just saw that three-minute clip, I really encourage you to go back and watch the whole message. There's some truth and some life in there that could potentially change your whole life. Um, When Jesus uh, spit on that man, he was blind and then he could see. Um, For my brother who I love and uh, honor so much, I just called him. He was bald before I spit on him, and he's still bald today. So no miracle here, and uh, so next time I'll rethink and do something differently. I love everybody. I'm praying for Wait, 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 Josh, 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 Josh. Before, yeah. before, before you ask your question, right? Let's right. just take a second to shout out Michael Todd's dentist. I don't know. I don't know if those are natural. I don't know if those are veneers, but that man got teeth for days, bro. Got like, the pearly oh, whites on deck, buddy. Yo, I think it was Lil Yachty that, that said this in a, a bar in a song. He said, now I spend more than they make at my dentist, right? And I mm. never understood what this man meant by that bar, bro. But now I understand these celebrities, bro. They really be dropping a bag at the dentist Yo, for teeth, bro. Real. Skylark with it, bro. Like, <laughs> like, Skylark, dude. <laughs> You're right. That boy's right. shiny. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I feel y'all. I got to I gotta upgrade to whatever dentist he goes to. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, and so kind of taking this whole apology and kind of putting it into a broad context, right? So, like, before we even get into the specifics of, like, what this whole thing means as a whole in terms of pastors and preaching, how about we just kind of look at, at, at this whole thing broadly and say, what is the purpose of sermon illustrations? Why use them uh, from your experiences in your own churches? Like, why do pastors use sermon illustrations? So, like, I can tell you all, for example, for me, um, my, you know, whether it be my my pastor, my dad's also a pastor. Uh, one of the main reasons why they would use sermon illustrations is to uh, is to ha- make a difficult co- concept in the Bible come to life um, or kind of take the idea of what a passage is trying to say and then have it be in the form of a personal story, uh, you know, something that you've gone through, something that you've experienced, um, making something like he mentioned in the apology video come to life. 
right, come alive. And so whether that be bringing in a little prop, uh, bringing in something to do with, uh, with, with the story itself, uh, maybe maybe a relic of the story that you're reading the passage, uh, mm -hmm. some sort of thing to make the the passage come alive. Uh, so like that's from my understanding what sermon illustrations do. What have been your experiences with your pastors in regards to uh, sermon illustrations? Chad, have have your pastors used any uh, sermon illustrations in the past? Uh, not at my church. Um, no, no, we definitely we definitely have not that so much. I've never seen them really use sermon illustrations, but I've seen sermon illustrations be uh uh be used uh in in and and i think they're they're really good you know especially again mike todd i've seen him do very successful sermon illustrations before in the past um and i think i think that they're definitely relevant and i think that we could definitely learn from them um uh there's this one dude i watch on on instagram um I don't know so much about all of his theology and what he believes and, and everything, but every single day that he posts like a reel or something, it's like, he'll use something physical like cups or like, or like water or, 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 or toys or something. And he'll make these points. And I do see a lot of people actually like vibing with it, you know, and actually understanding what they're saying, what he's saying and stuff like that. So I definitely think it, they're useful. Um, but again, yeah, like as a pastor of a church, you have everything you do, you have to be kind of like, you know, very, very, you know, strict in what you're doing and have it run by somebody else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Elijah? Is there anything in your church? <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, I've seen, well, so the church that I go to now, I've seen uh, him use sermon illustrations and it was, it was really, really good. But at my old church back in Jersey, um, one of my pastors was a youth pastor. So he was like, he was very much like, um used to pulling out scripture pulling making it be alive to um yeah just try to figure out like hey like how can this sermon be hit like you know people and stuff so i've seen it used and i've seen it used well um man i used to man i don't know i dang i was like i don't know sermon illustrations i used to be really against them because i'm just like hey just preach from the word but i think i've become a little bit more softer now where i'm just like hey this could be really beneficial to somebody that needs it, especially someone that's like newer to the faith but um yeah i've i've seen them being used before it used to be against them now i'm like whatever yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah, yeah. Word. yeah absolutely absolutely and and i think sermon illustrations it would really be dependent on like the audience that you have who you're trying who you're reaching you have to know the people in order to kind of dictate how your how far your illustrations can go, um, and so I think that really depends on the audience whether they buy more with like just a personal experience story, um, using some sort of prop. Um, I think that certain illustrations can go a long way in regards to the type of audience that you have, um, especially if they're more visual uh, learners or uh, they they really click with some sort of story. Um, and mm -hmm. so now that we kind of understand the the significance of sermon illustrations in a broad sense, um, something that Mike Todd mentioned in his apology video specifically is that he was trying to make the word come alive. Uh, that's kind of what we've been talking about in regards to the sermon illustration is how the word can come alive for people who have a difficult time understanding a certain passage. Um, and like I mentioned at the very beginning of the video, uh, he's known for having this big elaborate, uh, you know, you know, uh, sermon illustrations, you know, the, the boat one is, is an example. This past week is another example, you know. Um, so where would y'all say is that line uh, that pastors should draw in regards to making the Bible more practically accessible to people, um, to, to those who need additional aid um, versus 
having it be a distraction to like the core message that you're trying to deliver from the Bible. Like, so, so for example, this bit thing, obviously has been a huge, yeah, we could say distraction from the main message. That's all that people have been talking about. They've been talking less about the core of the message that he's been trying to, trying to communicate, which is having a clarity of the vision that God has given you. And it's all the conversation has been pointed to this whole spit thing. So where, where does the pastor draw the line between helping people understand a certain message that you're trying to communicate versus, versus having it be a distraction? So how about we start with, with Elijah? Yeah, I think when it comes, when it starts pointing towards more towards, you know, yourself, like myself, and not being pointed more towards Jesus, I think that's when, like, it kind of crosses the line. I think especially when it comes to, like, when it comes to sermon illustrations, man, I think that if it more so, like, if you're more involved in the, in the sermon, then you should be in a less about Jesus. And I think with his sermon illustration, I think even in the context of the, of the whole sermon, he talks about he talks about Jesus, but it's to a point where it's like it can get very lost in what he's actually saying. Right. So it's very much like, hey, this vision for you, clarity of vision for you. This is what Jesus wants to do for you. And it's just like like and, and it's some really helpful stuff. But I think at some point it's just like it can get it can get too much, to be honest, bro. And I think, man, I think we just like it's OK to do it's OK to do some illustrations. But if it's to a point where you know, Jesus is just going to get lost in it. This is what's the point of doing it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, no, I think, I think, I think oh, my bad, Josh. I just wanted to shout out in the, in the comments, what Zechariah Jones says uh, in regards to, um, to sermon illustrations and their point, they say, I feel like illustrations are basically the best way to get new people and young people enthralled. If you're new, you probably remember a visual story better than an audible story. And so that's, mm. that's absolutely a good good way of, of viewing sermon illustrations in, in regards to like kind of the audience that you're pointing to. But yeah, Chad, go ahead. Continue. Uh, yo, yo, I just like, I like that vocabulary. Enthralled. I, I love that. Wow. I love that use, man. That's so great. <laughs> um, yeah, man. No. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I completely forgot what I was even going to say. No, no, no. Um, so, so basically just adding on, on what, what um, Elijah just said, like, I think I think illustrations are great up until the point where you're stretching. You know, you're really stretching on something like like if if you're saying that the sky is blue but you're using green as a substitute for blue, like I'm like, all right, I kind of see where you're going with that, but like at the end of the day, it's like it's not the same, right? Like, um, right. and I've, I I think we've seen a lot of scandals, not scandals, but issues in the past. I remember there was some church that had like a wizard stick or something and they were shaking it. Shout out to Bethel. Okay, okay. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Yeah, I don't even know, bro. But I saw that and I'm, and you know, kind of like not having any context. I don't know what that sermon was about. I just, it was kind of, it was hard to be like, well, how did it, like, what does that have to do with Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Right. And something that they always say at my church, bro, um, is that you always, always got to go back to what you know. Um, it's always going to be the same message over and over and over and again. It's always going to be about Jesus. Um, anything other than that is like pointless, right? Um, yeah. So, so it's like I guess maybe that's a good measure to how how you can measure that because it's like, well, it's I guess it's okay to use an illustration, but how does this represent Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then you also have to ask yourself, if you're going to represent Jesus and put yourself as Jesus in the example, it's like, 
how how do I look to the public as Jesus? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure like Jesus, whenever he made these these examples and stuff like that, you know, he knew his audience. He knew, you know, he knew the context. He knew everybody's heart, obviously. It's Jesus, but like, um, you know, he he did things in a little bit more inappropriate, you know, appro- not inappropriate, but in an appropriate setting, right? Um, you know, just just and you know, it's he 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 is the standard, right? So yeah. um bro, so I he, think yeah, yeah, uh, go on. No, no, I go think, on. Oh, I think what made the difference was that in that scripture that he used, like he obviously like Jesus mixed he used spit, but he also used mud in it too. So mm-hmm. bro, I would honestly I would have been okay if he just put like if he just took like a mud mask and put it in my dude's face. Like this, but <laughs> or this cocoa or cocoa powder or, or chocolate powder or something, you know. Basically, but when you when you saw that, bro, when I saw that, I think at that point, like I said, like we said before, like he knew what he was doing, and I think at that point it was just for clout chasing. To be honest, because I think when he did that, obviously he knew. I think he knew it was gonna go viral. I think he knew it was like what kind of commotion it was gonna make. And I mean, even his apology video, bro, he was like, "Yo, go back to the video and look at it. More right. views, bro. More clicks. That's just, that's just what it is." But, I, I get right. that, right? I get that. Um, and that very well could be it too, but I'm, I'm going to be the advocate here. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to play the, uh, I'm not going to say the name, the enemy's advocate. No, I mean, I'm not going to double yeah. Um, so, so, uh, if, if that's the case, if that's the case, he said in his apology video that it wasn't his intent to do that. Right. Like, mm. so it's like, then, then are you, are in your apology? Are you lying? You know, are you mm. lying to the people that you're apologizing to? Did, did like, so, so. I guess the question we have to ask here is if if he didn't intend to do it and it really was an accident, it is an accident it is what it is we go on from there, right? But if if it was if it was intentional, then we got to really question Mike Todd because because he he came out with a with an apology video. So it's like, you know, like if it was your intent and then you came out with an apology video and saying it's not your intent, that questions a lot of things there, you know, like that questions his credibility, that questions like um, you know, if if he really is genuine with it but you know i i'm on the end that maybe it was genuinely like a mistake you know um things right. go wild i'm a very wild the only reason i'm picking up for him because i'm a very wild person with things i say the things i do and i know sometimes yeah. i just kind of bypass everybody else and i just do things right? and i just say this mm. so it's like it's like maybe somebody did tell him no right maybe we don't know the full story maybe somebody did tell him no and he was like you know what i just feel feel that i need to do this i'm gonna do it anyway um we haven't heard any stories from people working there or anything. So we don't know, you know, maybe, maybe they had a whole conference saying that he couldn't do this, you know? Um, and maybe he said he was, he wasn't going to use spit. Maybe he said he was going to use water or, or you ever seen the thick water that's next to like the pediatrician at the pharmacy. Yeah. Um, maybe he said he was going to use that or something. And, uh, that's why his brother was up there and they're like, I right, cool. Use, use the thick water, you know? Um, but then last minute he was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm the pastor of this church. And then, and then he changed it up and you can't, you know, you can't, you can't change it at that point. Right. You can't be like, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You know, nobody's going to run on the stage and stop him from doing it after he's done already did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've seen so many of these stories and we mentioned some others uh, from a previous, uh, you know, wait, wait, Josh, let me just, let me, uh, let me just cut you off for two yeah. seconds, bro. Uh, shout out to my boy, Dave cuts hair. Um, he's, he made a really good point. Like um, Mike Todd has done this in the past, but with mud, I don't know if it was the same exact illustration. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was trying to say. Uh, I've seen him do this before. Use some of the content from like a year ago and just kind of rework it to 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 you know 
uh, every, uh, dance on what he was saying and maybe get it out to more people because he has a bigger platform. But it's true. He did this years ago, but with mud. And uh, mm. I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know what the reaction of the people were, but I think that's valid to, to note, you know? I think Bro, there's also added element, the added element of the fact that like we're also in a pandemic now um, mm. that, that I think has also aggravated people's like, you know, sensibilities to this. Uh, but yeah, Elijah, you're going to say something? Yeah, no, nah, I was just gonna say shout out to to my old barber Dave, bro. That man is the truth, bro. So like, I think he's I think he's cutting hair in, in Miami now. I don't I don't want to give it, give away your location, but yo, if you're listening, we don't got the main subscribers yet, but check him out, real cool dude. We gotta have him on the podcast one day. Yo, yo, was uh was my man uh, Dave the one that twists your hair, bro? No, 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 I do, I do that myself, bro. Come on. Hey, so, yo, you, you lock it with anything or you just got free locks right now? Uh, I do it with the um, what is it that? Uh, I forget the gel I use, but usually I got eco gel in there, but it's also okay. some other gel in there too. But gotcha, word. gotcha, word, word, yeah. So, going back to the point I was making earlier, so basically, um, so we we're citing some other instances where pastors have used like extreme methods to get a certain illustration point across. So, like, one other instance I can think of is, um, for example, uh, P- Perry Noble. Uh, back when he was still, you know, before the whole controversy with him, he also has, I think it was in an Easter service uh, where basically he put on the song, uh, I'm on a highway to hell. Um, and he basically put that for, for all the, you know, basically telling, telling people that like, if you, if you ain't a Christian, you're going to hell or whatever, like that, something like that. Um, Yo. Then, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, why are we talking about Mike Todd, bro? We got me talking about this, bro. What is this? <laughs> and so like the whole, the whole controversy was like, number one, obviously like the method of communicating the message, but then also too the fact that like he used the worldly song uh, in, in his church service to communicate that message. And so that's, that's something that we can drop in another day, but we can see through many examples, so many different pastors have kind of gone through a similar controversy, uh, where people have come at them because of something that they've done as a sermon illustration point, uh, which is really interesting. Um, and so we've been talking all this time of like what was done wrong. Um, and actually shout out to Dave Cotter again. He said, uh, Paul, I think it was Paul Washer that said carnal meets attract, uh, carnal men would that a car yeah and so that was paul washer yeah but no absolutely um so th- that's that's a good point thanks for bringing that out and so Wait, we've been but this talking man, to- this yeah. man literally bypassed uh, love bro he was like yo i'm gonna just speak truth and no love at all like bro mm-hmm. like bro that's not even yeah. at that right. point you're not even following the commands <laughs> of jesus at that point bro you're right. just like making right. up your own thing absolutely uh they're gonna keep bringing up the indie every time yeah no absolutely dave um, and so basically, like we see all these different stories and we're talking about like the, the negative consequences of these extreme types of sermon illustrations. And so what would y'all say um, is one way that y'all would improve this specific sermon illustration of the spitting in the hands? How, how would y'all have done it per- differently if you were Mike Todd in that position last week? So if I were Mike Todd in this this very position, bro, I, I would... I would like. I, it seems like he's kind of play off of the emotion of of excitement or um surprising or horror, like hor- horrifying, like three of those things in one, right? Like he's trying to mm. get you with the element of surprise, but very horrifying, but at the same time like egregious, but also at the same time exciting, right? So okay. he's like mixing all these these things together. So it's like, I'm sure, like knowing who Mike Todd is, like the thing with the water, right? He's, he's produced this, this effect before, right? Um, I'm sure there would have been a way 
there would there'd be a way that he could have illustrated um that same type of point whether it had been something like uh, you know, some something crazy. I don't want to make any suggestions, and people, you know, people come up with any crazy thoughts. But like, uh, but but you know, uh, you could fill in the blank. You know, like he could have he could have he could have made um, a an egregious reaction without using bodily fluids. Mm. There's he could have used a pie, bro. He could have used like like whipped cream in 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 a in a, in a bowl, like a, one of those foil bowls that they put pies in. Mm-hmm. He could have pied him, or he could have used Nickelodeon slime or or something, you know, something that that he could have used hair gel or, or something, made it funny because his brother was bald, you know, like right. it, he could he could have done something that would have produced it other than using bodily fluids. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's where it became it came disgusting. Like he could have even used food, bro. Like he could have used ice cream or or, or rice and beans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to I want to take one second just to appreciate the fact that you said Nickelodeon slime. Um, if we had <laughs> if we if we had a button right now and I could click and say, uh, awesome. Yeah, slime. I'm totally about it. Um, Yo, shout out to Christian Dowdle, bro. That, this is this is a valid point. He said, I wouldn't have made uh, such an extreme noise to make a spit so nasty sound, especially how. Uh, mentioned we are still in a pandemic that can that can be startling to people like yeah. i think i think even if he didn't even make the sound that probably would have been it would have gotten backlash but it wouldn't have been like so bad right yeah the, the sound there was a mucus there was phlegm there was oh my goodness bro <laughs> Elijah, how would you have changed it bro honestly yeah, I would have I would have just used something else. Like I would like I said before, <laughs> I would have just used like mud or something. Because like literally that's what Jesus did. Like I mean he makes spit in it mud, but also he's he's God. He can do whatever he wants. But it's just like, yeah, you you I would just use mud just because it just wouldn't have got a, a, a different reaction, bro. And I, I think it wouldn't have sparked like if he used mud, it wouldn't have sparked or clay. Yeah, or clay. Um, but it wouldn't have sparked such a reaction if he didn't do that. And like, man, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, I would just do that. I would, I would just use my. Yeah. Speaking Actually, of Clay, shout out Clay Thompson from. Shout out Clay Thompson, my man's back. He's gotta plug, plug my boy Josh's my favorite boy. player in there. He's our fifth watcher, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Clay Thompson in the stream too. Yeah, in the stream. Yeah, shout out shout Clay out. Thompson, shout man. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dave, uh, so Dave in the comments, uh, and also totally total side note, if anyone in the comments wants to put down how y'all would have handled that whole situation last week, feel free to drop in the comments, uh, you know, what your, your take on it all. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Dave in the comments puts, is this considered sinful or just OD, like in terms of the action? I don't think, I don't think it's sinful. At the end of the day, when all said and done, I don't think it's sinful. I think it's just... It, the most extra thing that you that you could possibly do in in this life <laughs> i think there's a way that you probably be able to spin it and say it is uh sinful like just by some sin loophole or something like yeah, that you know like mm-hmm. like like finding it in in a lowest degree maybe but i don't know i i can't yeah. i can't answer that but i don't i don't think it's it's personally sinful it's probably just a mistake he made you know yeah i think in a way that it could be pointed out as being sinful as just it's just an illustration that's pointing more towards I think mm-hmm. you can make a case for the whole sermon pointing more towards, you know, yourself rather than, or himself rather than God, what the word says. And like in his, in his, in his sermon, like he goes to the word, but it's like, 
I think at some point, like you're doing, like if you do, the, if you're doing these things, and it, it, it's like if no, if no one's gonna remember what, like what the word said and what you preached about in in the word or whatever, and they just remember you spitting on the guy. Right. Is what's the point? So I think it could be sinful, and I think at the end of the day, like I think all our actions, what we say, is gonna be held accountable for. So mm-hmm. I think in a sense, when he appears before God, like he's gonna, be, he might, he, I think most likely he's gonna be held accountable for that, but. You know, whatever. Bro, I know I know my I know my <laughs> wife is listening to this right now. So if she's listening, I would love to get your take on this because you always see stuff in a different light than I do. So I just want to know if I'm tripping. <laughs> man, man shall not spit on another man. Psalm two. So a couple points I do want to make. Um, so kind of tying in with what Elijah was just saying, something that Pastor Matt Chandler from the Village Church said, um, and I think it really ties in with, with what Elijah was just saying. Uh, he said he mentioned how there was a there was an instance once where one of his church members came up to him and he was like. Hey, Pastor Matt, thank you so much for for what you're talking about. I really like that joke that you made uh, up on stage. And then he recited the joke again. And then Matt was like, oh, awesome. Yeah, you know, that that was that was funny. But like, what was the point I was trying to make? And the guy Mm. was like, oh, I don't know. And so that really kind of points to the whole culture of like how far sermon illustrations are supposed to go. Whereas like it's it's supposed to be an accessory to the main point of what the Bible is trying to communicate. Um, I'm going to use the word exegesis, right? Uh, one of my favorite mm. words. Like when you when you exegete a passage, um, you use a homiletical tool. In other words, <laughs> use a homiletical tool of, of uh, sermon illustrations in order to accessorize the, the meaning of the passage. And so when you're communicating a message to that passage and you use a sermon illustration and all people remember are that sermon illustration, that's when you know. Um, it's, I, I don't know if it, it would depend. It would have to be a reflection on if you if that part of the message failed or if it would just fall right on the on the hearer, on the hearer's ears. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then the second point I was going to make, I, I forgot. So I know Chad, you were about to say something. So now, now, now we have to question this now because you're just using this word exegesis. I listen to Mike Todd frequently, and he's not very an ex like much of an exegetical preacher, right? Like, right. like when he when he's preaching, I don't see him going line by line. You know, I don't see him doing that, right? I, which I'm not saying that you have to preach like that, right? But what I am saying is like, is is it right to use a sermon illustra- illustra- uh, sermon illustration if you're not preaching in that context? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and interesting. And so th- I, that that helped me remember the second point I was going to make. So you have pastors like like Mike Todd. You have pastors like Stephen Furtick. Um, a, a whole a, all these pastors who are within that that line of like mega church celebrity pastor. Here here's my assessment on them, um, and then it'll tie into to, to what you're just bringing it up, Chad. Um, mm-hmm. So here here's my assessment on them. I think that these people genuinely do have a heart for jesus regardless of regardless of the 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 negativity that's thrown at them and no matter how far out there that they can get i believe that these men at the at the core 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 i think that they do love jesus and that they're trying to communicate um hard truths for for people to to actually grasp and understand and i think where they fall short i think where they fall short is is communicating these truths in 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 a way that can be so tangible and and accessible to people so practically that it can sometimes lose the meaning of what they're trying to communicate um and so we see that with um 
with Mike Todd and these huge, massive sermon illustrations. We see that with with people like Stephen Furtick in the way that they put in that way that when he preaches, he'll put himself in these Bible passages so that people can identify with Bible characters. Um, and so when, when you see these pastors using these methods in order to to communicate truths, that's when it started to muddy the waters of like, okay, well, like you start to border on heretical lines. Not necessarily that they're preaching heresy, but that they're they're starting to 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 muddy that the water of like, is he actually communicating truth? Like, is that actually truth? And so, going back to what you're just asking, Chad, in regards to like, should they use was was the question? Are they uh, are they using sermon illustrations for uh, it? Should they be using the sermon illustrations if they're not exegeting a passage? Was that your question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then, so then, in that sense, like. Honestly, like it wasn't like Mike Todd was using, uh, like a you know like a huge passage in order to highlight the point. He was basically taking like a proof text and then using exactly. it to highlight the, the the point. And so in that case, I don't even know if I would call that a sermon illustration. I would, uh, I'd honestly probably call that like uh, I don't know, highlighting the point that I want to make. Asian. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I think didn't he say that in his apo- his apology? It was just highlighting a point he was trying to make. Did he say? Didn't he say something like that? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, something, yeah or yeah. something along that lines, or something like that. So I guess that that, that is right. a valid, valid observation, Josh. Like, yeah. Um, so I don't know what y'all think about that, but those are those are my thoughts on there. I have, a, I have another question. Um, okay. How do you how do we feel about just the people that obviously the people that jumped on this that kind of commented and 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 I think people that already like put people like uh, Stephen Furtick or a Mike Todd as like false teachers that they're heretics what like what do we think about these people about the backlash that these people are giving them especially like i mean our favorite friends you know Calvinists. yeah yeah um but like what like what do we think about that what are your critiques on that if you guys have critiques um i think for me i think i, I think i'm in this position right now that's giving a lot more grace like right because i think like yeah yeah definitely no matter, i think no matter what what paul said i think paraphrasing this this uh this this uh this verse where it's like no matter what Christ is preached, you know what I mean? So I think at that point, it's like, what do you, what what do we say to that? But also just these people that are like, hey, yeah. Mike Todd's a false teacher. Like this man right. plays with the word of God, man, get away from mm-hmm. him, mark him, all that yeah. other stuff. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Absolutely. So I think, so I think, sure. um, oh my bad, Josh, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 um, no, no, I think, I think what they end up, uh, how it ends up coming across is that people say that these people are false preachers and i, I don't i don't necessarily again like josh said i don't necessarily think that these people are false preachers right um but but it comes uh, along to the lines where it's like we have to start questioning the intention right as dave said like you know maybe maybe their intention is just to fill seats maybe mm. their intention is to make money maybe their intentions are to to bring souls to christ um i think i think what the point like we have to I guess we, we have to just be concerned with looking at the intentions of these of these leaders because you know they're calling out to say that they're 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 men of God they they want they want people to come to church um and and but sometimes they might end up getting carried away in and how they they execute that right like like uh you know people watch things that are entertaining so let's become more entertaining um when in reality the word of God does not need any type of gimmick you know mm. what I'm saying like mm. the, these these men who who started 
the the whole church this is literally a back a little background about my book right um these men that started the book were very brave apostles like these men lived in such a hostile environment and the gospel still made it out to to the mm. world right like they would face an evil emperor that wanted to kill them they faced being stoned beat up you know mocked like like all these these crazy things but these men were literal literal like warriors of for god because bro to live in that context and and go through all of those things um just for this god man jesus none of these apostles none of them none of them had anything to gain by doing this besides mm. jesus himself like mm. you know peter was a successful fisherman you know what i'm saying like he didn't have to do this paul was raised in a good home like had you know he he went he was educated you know um he didn't have he, you know he didn't have to follow jesus at all in fact he opposed jesus at the beginning right um these were very brave apostles that that braved themselves and they didn't do it by saying oh come to our church where you know you, you, you'll get x y and z they came by the same thing that elijah puts on facebook every day repent and believe the gospel elijah literally if you guys know elijah elijah says this every single <laughs> day since yeah. i've known elijah bro like even yeah. yes he posted it on, on, on facebook so like man i think i think that's the, that's the whole thing we do not need gimmicks man like mm. gimmicks lead to so many other things like people people quite start questioning the word of god and all these different things and it's like the word of God was made flesh. That should be the biggest gimmick ever, bro. Like the word of God came as a whole, as a person, a mm. God man. And, and he yeah. didn't need a gimmick. He was born in Nazareth, bro. Nazareth was like one of the most downtrodden places in that whole kingdom, right? And he came from Nazareth. Jesus came from Nazareth, you know, he they, they, that's not a place with, that people were looked up upon you or looked down upon, you know, and he amassed his following living from, uh, you know, growing up and being born and, and live, uh, you know, he would. Yeah, being raised in Nazareth, you know, Jesus of Nazareth, you know, um, if that can show you Jesus builds his following from Nazareth and, and being born in a manger, all these things. If he could build a following like that, there's no way you need a gimmick to promote him if he didn't even yeah. use a gimmick to promote him, you know? That's yeah, so good, I think man. I think with I think the way pastors think right now or just even just leaders of just different movements or organizations that because of the generation we live in now that it seems like we need to start appealing to what they think they would like like instead of just preaching the word of God. Right. I think the word I think the word is just going to cut no matter what. Like if you if you preach it plain, I think it's going to be fine. But I think in the context that we live in right now, especially like I think in our generation, even people younger than us, maybe people a little bit older than us. That they think that they need something plus Jesus. And it's just like, mm. you don't need anything plus Jesus. You need Jesus. And that's mm. it. Right. Cause like if you like, if you go to a if you go to a church where you just you you're getting a little bit of Jesus, but you're getting a lot of this sermon illustration, you're getting a lot of like lights, you're getting a lot of uh smoke skin, you're getting all these different things, bro. That's that's just a uh you know, not a solid solid foundation to stand upon. Mm. And I think it just attention span issues that's that's what we that's what we have and i think you need to keep getting attention i think what mike todd did which was probably brilliant he got people's attentions and i think mm -hmm. we're, we're i think probably after this week fades out it's not going to be that much anymore 
Right, it got people attentions, and I think that's what our generation and our culture lives for today. You know what I mean? Wait, but did you guys did you guys ever see the, the sermon? This was not too long ago, right? But the sermon where 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 Mike Todd was talking about how Jesus didn't make his full potential, he didn't meet his full potential. Mm. Yeah, and and like 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 if you listen to it, you could sort of wrap your head around the point he was trying to make. The wording, how he said it, right, was very mm. off. I don't even know if I agree with what he's saying, but I could kind of get his point if he. But like. Again, like the wording was definitely wrong. Um, and it's like, you know, we all forgot about it until now again, you know, and it was being brought up on other podcasts. Other YouTubers were talking about it and stuff like um, it's definitely going to fade out. Um, yeah. But yeah, as as as, a, as the whole Christendom comes together on this issue right now. We just gotta we got we gotta give him grace. Um, you know, we yeah. definitely just gotta give him grace and, and you know we pray just pray that he he will learn from this because yeah. man, Mike Todd, we we here at Sinners Only Podcast, we don't wanna see you your downfall, man. We don't want to see all, you. we wanna we wanna see you uplifted uh and uplifting yeah. the name of Christ more, yeah. more importantly, you know. So um Absolutely. yeah, man. Absolutely. No, very good. I have um in my phone, I have notes, notes in my notes app, I have a I have a specific notes page. Uh, where I dedicate this this Christian quote. I think I'm gonna have to add a new one today. After you said Chad, after you said the Word of God doesn't need to give me give, give, mm. need any gimmicks. You go. You gonna have to, to give my. You gonna have to give my pastor credit I, for that one, bro. Because he, he, <laughs> he said that John, bro. He said that's that John. good. That's good. That, no, that's that's absolutely good. Um, and and uh, I think it was um, correct me who it was. Was it R.C. Sproul, Paul Washer, one of those people? And they they said um. Basically, like, I, I can't imagine Paul, the apostle, starting a sermon being like, hey, I got a joke for y'all today or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> basically, like, how, how most of these pastors be starting with, like, the sermon illustrations. It's, like, basically summarizing what we, we're all saying. Most of, like, it's, it's Jesus plus nothing. Sure, sermon illustrations. I think the point we're all trying to get to is that sermon illustrations and accessory to making a point, I think that they can be helpful in order to kind of grasp the attention. But then if it takes away the attention from Jesus, adds attention to ourselves, to our brand, to our own ministry, uh, then mm. I think that that's where the the trouble lies within um, is that. And so any any final thoughts on any of this? I just uh, want to put an asterisk to cl- disclaimer by what Josh just said, like, don't I don't want to see nobody coming for Josh what he just said, but jokes, there's nothing wrong with jer- jokes. Uh, yeah. He's just saying he's saying the heart behind everything. You know, mm-hmm. he's talking about the heart behind it. Josh doesn't have an issue with it, joke jokes. He's just saying like, <laughs> don't take it to the next level. Yeah, uh, don't get it confused, Chad. I hate jokes. Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> yeah, Josh can't do any stand up comedy anymore, bro. <laughs> so, yo, we gonna tap Josh's stand up comedy career soon, bro. We Dude, every year for a retreat, I, I I do a little stand up routine. So so if y'all never caught, <laughs> then I feel sorry for you. I don't want to be old by myself. Old by myself. I don't want to be old hey, <laughs> Bro, I have one last. I have one last final thought. Um, I think, and th- this may not be the way they think, right? But I think probably, maybe some churches or just some leaders think think that like if they do these things, that they're they're, they're going to get more attention. They're going to get more people in their churches and stuff. But you look at churches like a um. I'm going to, for example, like a John MacArthur, like th- this man's church is popping, right? He has mad, he has mad people coming to his church and just a lot of, a lot of different, ch- like Matt Chandler, he has mad people in his church and it's not because they're doing sermon illustrations. It's because they're preaching the word of God. They're talking about Jesus. And I think that's what's attracting people. And I don't want to like put out there that it's like, oh snap, like, 
you know, these people are like true or true believers that are coming to these, you know, these churches or whatever like that. But I do think in some sense that with Mike Todd's church and in churches like his, that there are people that are genuine Christians that love Jesus. They may be new. Right. And I think at some point they might dispose a lot of that and go to a different church. I think that's what I think that's what I was in when I like baby Christian, bro. And I think listening to listening to Mike Todd, I was like, oh, snap, yo, his sermon hitting. But as I started like learning the Bible more, as I started getting into solid preaching, I'm just like, it was for a time and I'm out. So those bro, are, Lies, those are I, 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 I just got to tell you, bro, don't invite me to your church if I don't feel like a piece of garbage when I leave, bro. <laughs> bro. Bro. <laughs> bro, if your church is not telling me I'm a sinful man, bro, yo, we literally named this podcast Sinners Only, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, bro, if, if your church is not making making me feel like I'm a sinner, like, yo, don't invite me to that drum, bro. I'm, I'm not going. Bro, to. what what my pastor, <laughs> my pastor here in uh, Brooklyn says is like, woe to me if I don't preach, preach the gospel. I'm just like, yo, this y'all here. I feel like trash after, but I'm just like, yo, this is what I need. Bro, but we, I am trash, bro. That's the hey, thing, bro. Look, it's, uh, been, it's always been him, not me, bro. What, what, did, the, what did Paul the Apostle call himself? The, the chief of sinners, man. Call me yeah, the chief man. of sinners. Yeah. Hey, look. Um, the for for anyone in the comments or that's watching this in the in the archives, if you're if you're listening to this, um, one accessory that y'all can uh like on top of this this podcast that I recommend you watch, there was a series probably back in 2011, 2012 around that time called The Elephant Room. Uh, it was one of the hosts was Mark Driscoll. I know he's a very controversial figure now, um, so you know take that with a grain of salt. But basically, uh, what 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 happened was like he would bring in all these different pastors from all different backgrounds and whatnot, and basically have them communicate with each other. People who use different methods of, of ministry and whatnot. One of those uh, people that he got together was Matt Chandler and Stephen Furtick. That was a conversation of about like forty minutes. Um, and once again, it's called the Elephant Room. Uh, so the, basically, they basically had a very similar conversation to what we're having today. And so Matt Chandler, uh, Stephen Furtick, where would hash it out, uh, what forms of ministry, like like how like how extreme are certain forms of ministry and whatnot. Um, and then there was also one with the guy Perry Noble, who I mentioned used the Highway to Hell song, <laughs> and he basically explained his whole reasoning for using that. So if y'all are interested, feel free to to, to listen to that. Uh, it was probably like back in 2011, 2012, they did that. Yeah, man. So uh, thank y'all for tapping in with us for this time. You know, we went a little long today, but I just want to remind you guys, check us out on Instagram, uh, uh, TikTok, um, follow us on uh, on all the social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, all of that stuff will be down in the show notes. If you're listening to it audio only, it'll be down in the show notes. And uh, if not, if you're on YouTube, it'll be in the description. Um, and anything else before we close off, guys? Um. You are a sinner. <laughs> You're a sinner. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Repent. You need Repent. Believe the gospel. <laughs> you will be made new in Christ yeah. Jesus. You don't need no gimmicks. Mike Todd, right. you don't need no gimmicks, bro. Come on, come on the right. channel. Come on the channel, bro. Jeez, we come got on. You. This is an open invitation <laughs> to clear your name, open man. Yo, yo, if you come on, I guarantee I'll have Ruslan here for you, bro. I have yo, my man amen jesus plus nothing that's all i gotta say amen amen all right y'all have a good week we'll tap back in with y'all next week all right got y'all see ya